Hoorie ho! Hey guys, I am back with episode 15. Well, this may be a little silly. I'm also super tired. It's October 6th, it's midnight. And it's my birthday. And I am 32. Meh. Bad faith. Uh, but... Yeah, a lot of people have been taking me out to lunch and getting me gift cards for Amazon and so on so I can buy stuff around the house and a mic for the podcast and all that jazz. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't want to make this too much about me, even if it is my podcast, um, because this episode is directly about autism. I This isn't my expertise. I don't know a lot about this. I knew very little. Um, you know, I looked up some questions to ask and, and kind of, you know, altered it from my liking, I guess. But um, and just stuff I knew I could ask him because I, I do know a little about it. And I know his son and, you know, and he's a great dad and Carmen, his wife, is a good mother. And, and they just they do a great job with him. Um, I just wanted to hear his story and, and just what it's like to because again i also don't have kids so it's to hear a father and um you know i am i am the kid who went through the disability it's nice to talk to a parent to see what you know how they um how they deal with it um and it was just a really fun conversation um you know and with the end you know since he was mentioned in the last episode even though i said i wouldn't talk about it anymore just because people get all up in the air about it. But even though I got great feedback, I, I should say. I didn't really get anything bad about it. But uh, we talk about race a little bit towards the very end. But again, this is the autism episode. I don't even know if I want to put a real title on it because I really want this just... I want people to kind of listen to it just, just for that. Um, I don't care about me on it at all. I just want people to support my cousin Nano. Um, and his son Antonio, um, and just kind of you know if you know anybody who's going through, um, or someone who has autism, or someone who is a parent um, with a child that's on the spectrum, then please, um, please send this to them. Um, like I said, I don't know if I use the proper terminology in this episode or, or whatnot, but hey, so be it. And Nano and I are not really that politically correct. We're kind of just straightforward. Uh, that's kind of the Philly in us, too. But anyway, uh, he's a great guy. And, you know, he turned out to be a great dad as well. So that's awesome. Um, before I send you over to Nano, please like, subscribe, and comment. Oh, I'm such a podcaster now. Um, but yeah, guys, here's my cousin, Nano. Thanks again. Hello. Yo. What's going on? What's going on, man? How's everything? Same old, same old. You know, trying to keep busy, I suppose. I got the whole week off because it's my birthday, so. Well, next tomorrow is, but. Yeah, I know tomorrow's your birthday. Um, but yeah, just trying to take a whole week off, just kind of getting away from work for a while. Nice. How's my audio coming? Is it coming in good? Yeah, you're good. All right, cool, because I got my AirPods on. I just want to make sure everything's coming through clear. I actually have mine in too, so you're good. Um, so, yeah, well, you know, I've been, obviously, you know, I've been doing this podcast and trying to do something different 
uh, beyond just, you know, my stuff, my eyes or whatever. Uh, you know, I know you and Natalie both have a, a child with autism, so I figured I'd try something new. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, just basically, you don't tell his full name, but what's his first name and how old is he? No, Antonio. But he must have got the same name as me. He's a junior. He's 13. He's actually going on 14 on October 30th. Okay. Oh, he's an October person. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I know Marcus is as well. Um, yeah. So uh, when was he diagnosed? He was diagnosed when he was three, I believe it was. It was between two and three is when he got diagnosed. Actually, my one of my cousin's wife's from Boston actually went to my wife and told her, like, listen, you know, your son's are showing signs of autism because she has a niece also that's autistic. Okay. And she told my wife basically, like, uh, you know, this is what my niece does. Your son's showing a little bit of something. Maybe you should, you know, just to check it out, just to, you know, check it out. And then when we got back to Philly, I think like a few weeks later, we ended up getting the evaluation. And then, you know, that's when he was diagnosed. Um. So what, what did you... Did you have any thoughts of what could be wrong with him? Or was he showing anything that could be wrong with him? Uh, when he was younger, it was a lot of things. Like, he wouldn't – he wasn't, like, catching up more than other kids. Uh-huh. You know, he did a lot of the arm flapping and things like that, having tantrums. And that's what exactly brought out from my cousin's wife. You know, she was seeing symptoms and stuff like that. We wasn't too aware, you know, too much about it. But then once we actually found out is when we started – doing more research and stuff about it because we didn't really know what we were doing. You right. know what I'm saying? I was only, you know, 18, 19 at the time, and I, I wasn't too sure what we were doing. So, you know, we got a, a lot of good help down here, and that's one thing I can say about down here in Philly is that, you know, they have great, great autistic programs and, you know, for, for the pre-K, for pretty much everything down here. Right. So how did you, how did you take it when the test came back? Um, honestly, when I first found out, I was kind of like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Like, I was not brushing it off, but trying to look at everything that was supposed to be good. Uh I'm like, oh, he's going to be fine. Nothing's really going to change. Nothing's going to be wrong. And then, you know, my wife was the one that said, listen, you really need to, you know, really get into this because all you're trying to look at is the good things that that that's going to look up. But you need to really pay attention to everything that's going on in general. You know, like right. I said, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know anything about it. And then, you know, it took a little bit of time. But then once we got, you know, on track with everything, it was just, you know, just push and go, touch and go, touch and go, you know? Who took it harder, you or Carmen? Um, She did. She probably recognized. She, she accepted it probably earlier, right? 100%. She, she accepted it way faster than what I did. You know, that was me just being – I was being stubborn. You know what I'm saying? And I was just trying to – Look at anything that was good. I was trying to, you know, I, I just wasn't. Originally, I was like, nah, it can't be. It's probably just them saying stuff. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be any, anything different than a regular kid. And, right. you know, it, it just it took a little bit of time for me. But once I grasped the reality of everything, I was like, all right, you know, now it's time to go. Right. Now, he, he you have, what, three kids now, right? Yes, I got three. And the other two don't have any signs of anything? Well, the baby, Roman, he's uh three. Well, he's four now. I'm sorry. He just turned four. And we originally thought, because he was doing a couple small things that was similar to what my son did, but it wasn't as much as what he did. So we went and got him tested just to double check, you know, to check everything out. And the doctor was like, you know, he shows slight symptoms, but not really. 
you know, I kind of noticed it a little more at first. And then my wife was like, nah, nah, nah. You know, it was kind of a little bit of a reverse role this time. You know, right. and then that's when um, I end up, you know, we end up getting them checked out. And then the doctor was like, you know, it's more like social anxiety. And right. it's true. That's exactly what it was. It was social anxiety, you know, and then all the stuff that we thought he was doing, it seemed like he was mimicking his brother also. Because there was like, you know, his older brother does things. He sees things that he does. And he kind of mimics it. But, you know, he's fine now. He speaks a lot more than what my what, what my first son did. He does a lot more. He knows a lot more than what my first son did. So it was, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't. You know, he ended up coming out not to be autistic. It was just the social anxiety. And now he pushed through all that, though. You know, he's passed all that. He has a little bit here and there, a little bit of anxiety, but it's rare. You know, he loves going out. He loves meeting other kids. Like, when we go to the park, he's ecstatic to play with kids and stuff. So it's kind of working out a lot better now. How about your daughter, the oldest one? Oh, she's fine. She, she's in the anime. You know how we were with Dragon Ball Z and everything? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's all into it, man. She loves, she watches more anime than what we did back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She it's also more popular shows. now, too. Yeah, it's, it's 100% different than what it was when we were younger. You know, younger we had Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Um, Dragon Ball Z was big. But then now there's like a new anime every other week, and she's, she watches the Japanese versions of them. She doesn't even like the American ones too much. Wow, okay. <laughs> and then she could draw. She's really good at drawing, man. She loves drawing. That's one thing she's really good at. Yeah, she showed me some of your stuff when I was just come over to your house. That was very fascinating. Like she, she had yeah. Drawing. Yeah, now it's like on a different level. Like she's really, really good now. She does a lot of anime stuff now, like drawing wise. And she's she's great. She's really good at drawing. That's one thing she really loves doing. So she does that literally all day. So, I, yeah, that's good. Um, so how do your kids take him as far as he obviously needs a little more attention than they do? Um, and your daughter's the oldest, and, you know, I'm sure for she a while. Knows. Yeah, okay, she yeah. knows. that we, we had to sit down and talk to her a while back. You know, we sat down and spoke to her because we don't want to make her seem as though we're showing him more attention than her. But yeah. then she called the concept really good. You know, she yeah. doesn't treat him any different, though. You know what I'm saying? Like how me and my brothers used to fight back in the day. Uh -huh. They're the same way, <laughs> you know. They they argue all the time. They they mess around all the time. They fight all the time. She doesn't treat him any different, you know. But she knew that back then he needed just a little more attention than what you know what she did, you know. What's the difference in age between those two? A uh, year. My my daughter's fifteen. My son's about to be fourteen. So a year and a few months. Right. That's gotta make you feel old. Oh, it's crazy, dude. You got a 15-year-old man? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, dating and all that crap. <laughs> no, that's not happening yet. I'll tell you that. That's not <laughs> happening yet, man. <laughs> well, that's probably good for the coronavirus now because you can kind of keep exactly. him in the house. Exactly. Keep her in the house. <laughs> Instead of worry about computers. All right. Um, exactly. I guess we probably shouldn't skip right. And so tell me a little about what you think autism is. All right, basically for me, and what we looked up a lot is, is, is a developmental um, disorder. You know, it's more like uh, th there's a few ways you can go because there's a bunch of kids that my son knows and we know also that they're higher on the spectrum. Like my son is right in the middle. Right, okay. He's not high. He's not low. He's literally right in the middle. You know, right now he can do things by himself. He can shower and stuff like that. But you know, we always knew it was a developmental thing. Like he's about to be 14, but he has the mindset of maybe a nine-year-old. Okay. But his intelligence is a lot higher. Ah. Even for him being an autistic support class, he goes to three regular class, classes during the day. And he's ace in those classes. And he's higher than the kids in the regular class. Right. 
Like, you know, when he graduated last year, when um, pretty much when he graduated from elementary going pretty much to middle school, he was at almost the top of his grade and not just autistic support classes, but, you know, the regular classes that he was in, he was acing them. You know, he hasn't had nothing less than honor roll since, you know, the first grade. And that's one thing we 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 noticed him. He has a good drive when it comes to school. Like, he really loves school. It's just like I said, he's developmental-wise, like, you know, he's about nine maybe or so. You know, he still has a lot of kiddish things, but a lot more smarter. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what's, what's the, just from what you know, what's the difference between the, the spectrums? You said he's in the middle. Is low meaning the intelligence is even lesser than, and they have they have less functions. Yeah, they there, there, there's own. different ones. Yeah, because he's he's autistic. Yeah, he's he's on autism. Then they have Asperger's syndrome, right. which is another form of autism. You know, and then like um, he has a friend that he doesn't talk as much. Uh-huh. You know, like he his speech isn't that great, but he's good with you know like writing things down. You know, like he he's very good book smart. He just can't express he can't speak right. and then he has another friend that she she's very high on the spectrum that she's very hyper you know she only says one or two words sentences and you know she has a lot of you know breakdowns and stuff like that a lot more tantrums and there's a lot of things she can't help her like they, you know that also comes with like ocd and stuff also that's all kind of mixed in right okay you know like him with his cars and stuff like that like they have to be in a specific way uh-huh. you know he's it has to be specific ones that we buy him. Like he's really into um like Pixar cars. Right, right. And it, you know, right now he's into the ones either made in Japan or made in Taiwan or made in China. It's got to be that specific one. Yeah, I remember when, we, when I used to come to your house, he used to he used to be obsessed with a lot of those egg things where they used to open them up and there was like yes, toys and yes, in them. yes. Yeah, and he King, was very specific about it. eggs or something like, something like yes, that. Yeah, it has to be specific ones. It has to be like he still has a little bit of that OCD that needs to be. The ones that he wants, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just go out, buy him, uh, uh, like, you know, Disney car set. And if he has it, he'll take it, but he, you can tell he's kind of bummed. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. So we, it's kind of hard to surprise him. That's where we always tell him, give us a list of the ones that you want, and it's got to be those specific ones. Right. You know, and then, like I said, OCD and all that, you know, goes into it. So there's certain things got to be specific ways. He's very picky when it comes to eating. That's one thing I can say. He's very picky. Right. But that's good. I mean, you know, in a way, like now you kind of, I mean, you're not so used to him by now that it's kind of like you pretty much know everything he needs and wants, and it's probably just a routine at this point. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's the same routine every single day. It's, uh, you know, wake up, he only eats two different breakfasts. It's like oatmeal, pancakes, and or corn muffin. And then for lunch, you know, it's like goldfishes and maybe a couple cookies or something. At dinner, it's either... Chicken parm, pizza, mac and cheese, and I think that's pretty much it. And then when it comes to snacks, it's honey buns, goldfishes, or Oreo cookies. You know, he's very specific when it comes to right. the things that he likes and he wants. It is a little hard to get it out the habit, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff isn't very healthy. Um, exactly. But one thing I can say, he does eat like apples and stuff. He loves apples. And the thing is, the stuff that we do buy him, like the fishes and the snacks, they're whole grain. You know, we do, we try to get it with not a lot of salt. They yeah. got to be whole grain, like graham crackers he likes, which is not bad for him. Right. You know, and then the um, the goldfishes, they're all whole grain. So we try to, you know, try to, even though it's not the healthiest, but we still try to 
not have enough sugar and not enough salt and stuff like that in the stuff that he loves eat. Right. Now, do you try to introduce new stuff? And if you do, like, how does he react to it as far as food-wise? Uh, he'll, he'll try it. You know, he, he'll take a quick bite and, like, he's real set on what he likes. And my son's the same way. The baby's the same way. You know, they're, they're very set on what <laughs> they like. But when they were younger, he used to eat everything. Right. I mean, rice, beans, chicken, you know. Oh, he does like chicken nuggets. I forgot about that. He likes chicken nuggets, which isn't bad because we get, you know, the, the the white meat chicken nuggets, which is good for him. Right. And, um, yeah, everything is just, you know, it's got to be a specific way. You know, everything is, like you said, it's all routine. And, you know, we try to introduce stuff. It's it's hit and miss. It's a lot missed and hitting, but, right. you know, we try to, just like I said, we just try to buy more healthier stuff if it is what he likes, you know. Right. Now, um, you said he's basically at like a nine, he's basically have a nine-year-old uh yeah. Thought process. Does that progress when he gets older, or does he stay at that for his whole life? No, no, no. It, it progresses a lot more. Like you know, it, but just on a slower. When he was pace? younger. Yes, it's a lot on a slower pace. It's a lot on a slower pace. Then he won't stay as a nine-year-old mentality forever. But like by the time he's like eighteen or so, he might be about a thirteen or fourteen-ish around there. You know, right. we try. And the good thing is, we don't try to treat him different. That's one thing we don't do. Right. You know, a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, you know, you, you got to try. No, we don't. You know, we, right. we, we try to treat him the same way as we do with his sister, his younger brother. Because, you know, when you treat them different, then they know that they're different. And that's not what I want. I don't want him to, to feel any type of way other than being a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I mean, you know, of course, you, you know, you and I are cousins and I, yeah, I had my shit when you dealt with me. But like, did you, you know, I probably didn't show as much, you know, with my eyes other than maybe getting in your way. We were playing games or whatever, but. In general, with like, have you learned a lot more about yourself as far as being more open-minded with having a kid that's autistic? As far as just absolutely how people and judge. The, the and, crazy thing is, yeah. yeah, the crazy thing is, when I was in school, you know, from elementary up to high school, I always had a soft spot for kids with disabilities. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's always been like that ever since I've been in elementary school. You know, a lot of people will talk about kids with disabilities, and I never, I never did that. You know what I'm saying? And I always thought like. One day, who knows? You might have a kid with a disability, and look at all the stuff you've been saying, and all the stuff you've been doing, and now look. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've never, I've never been that type to make fun of kids with disabilities or anything. It, it was never. That's you know, you know me. I've never been like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even when we weren't hanging out and I was in school, it just never. You know, like I said, I was always the guy who used to look, step up for them when people used to talk trash about them or try to say stupid, ignorant comments. I was the only one to step up. Like, yo, that's not. That's not gonna happen. No, no I'm, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. You're going. You're all right. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but you're in your car, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I figured it. Uh, I heard the ice cream truck and cars going by. Um, I bet that's probably the only place you can get peace. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> It'll be in the car or right when they go to bed. When they go to bed is when I jump on my PlayStation or. You know, me and my wife will watch some TV or something like that. But it's not bad. They don't, they don't bother too much. The baby's just real energetic right now. But, you know, he's a kid, so. <laughs> um, ask you. Oh, yeah. So what is his, like, his biggest challenges just currently or in the past? Originally, it was him trying to express himself without throwing a tantrum. You know, whenever, like, he could express himself, you know, when he was younger, like, four or five he was talking, but not as much. Everything was one, two sentences. But once we started doing a speech therapy, he wasn't doing as much tantrums because he was able to express how he felt, say what he wants, you know, do things pretty much like that. 
You know, like right now he's you look at him, he's a normal kid. A kid's six foot tall. Oh, is he? Wow. You know, he's just <laughs> he's yeah, T, he's tall, man. He's <laughs> we just went to the doctors and he's he's six foot tall, man. He's taller than me. Wow. Very lanky. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, he got a phone, he's got a laptop and everything, and he's got a little YouTube channel going. So, you know, we just try to tell him whatever it is you want to do, you do it. You know, nothing's ever gonna stop you and don't ever, you know, think you can't do something at all. You know, like I said, when he was younger, it was more of him trying to express himself on how he felt or what he wanted. You know, he couldn't do that before because he couldn't really speak. But once we started getting all the help, it was a bit, it was like night and day. You know, within a few years, it was like night and day. Wow, that's cool. So what what are, you know, he said he goes to school, but how does he do that with, you know, his mm-hmm. intellect? Can he with a, you know, how does he go to special classes? Yes, he goes to autistic support classes. That's his regular class. But then they always take him out two periods during the day to basically to try to put him into the regular classes to see how he does and basically see how he reacts and stuff like that. But um, everything's been going well. You know, the kids are real good to him. The teacher's awesome with him. She knows it takes a little bit more time. But when he catches on to something, he catches on to it. That's one thing I can definitely say. What grade is he in now? You know, and then he's in seventh no he's an eighth wow okay wow all right he's an eighth yeah so how's that going to work with high school oh that's what we're trying to figure out right now we're trying to figure out whether we want to do we don't know if we want to do a charter school or we want to do a private school that's one thing we still got we still got a little bit of time oh you know what i'm sorry he's in seventh right now jeez i'm getting old i'm forgetting stuff is he in seventh Uh (laughs) <laughs> he's seventh or eighth. Oh wait, he's an eighth. That's right. We're in. Uh, we're in October. Jesus yeah, we're in Christ. October. Yep. He's in eighth grade. That's right. We just started it. Yeah. So we're trying to. Exactly. I'm. I'm. This Corona stuff is got got going crazy right now. Not, not knowing what's what, but yeah, that's what me and my wife are trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out whether we want to do charter, private. You know, we're gonna try to stay away from public, but I hear that Lincoln has a really good autistic support um, program. You know, that that's the main thing is if we got to go what's gonna be the best for him. Right. Huh. You know, what'll be easier for him, what'll make things a lot for having progressed. Cause I don't just want to send him anywhere and he starts digressing. That's one thing we're not trying to do. Right. How um is he going to school or is he doing it all home from home or yeah, everything's homeschool right now. Nothing's open up. They're saying maybe after November is when they'll probably be going back to school. You know, the kids are they're they like it, they like the homeschool, but you could tell they want to get out and see their friends, you know, and I can't blame them. How does that affect him? Because, you know, he's very repetitious about what he likes and he knows what school is normally like. How does that affect him Yeah. now? Is it, it's actually not bad. I, I, we thought it was going to be hard for him at first, but he just – he loves school. That's one thing I got to say about that kid. He gets up at the crack of dawn at 6.30, 6.45. He's up in the morning. He's, you know, getting his breakfast together, and then he's – getting ready for school. That's one thing he loves doing. We thought it was going to be a problem, but since, you know, they're doing those Zoom-style classes that he can actually see his friends and see his teacher, it's doing pretty good. He's just, you know, you can tell he wants to go back to school. That's what he likes doing. You know, imagine being in the house all day. You know, you can't go anywhere. There's nothing you can do. You want to see your friends and, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's – Probably, I mean, I guess you can. That's the thing. Some people look at certain things like, "Oh, I have a child. It's this or that." And some people look at it in a negative way. But I mean, if you look at it in a negative way, you know, if you want to spin it in a positive way, I should say, you could have had the lowest on the spectrum, and you would have had to take care of him probably for the rest of his life. Um, exactly. Now he's, you know, even though he's not on the high, he's 
very coherent. He does what he needs to do. He likes to go to school and, um, you know, um, did, have they said, you know, like, it, you know, they have they given you some thoughts on, you know, when, when he gets older enough, can he move out and do his own thing? They're saying that the, since the way he's progressing and the way he's progressed from when he was young, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wants to work. Like, he, he even tries to do stuff around the house and work and stuff like that, you know. And um, it, it, it's a 50-50 shot right now. You know, it, it can go one or two ways. Either he will be fine to go on his own and, you know, have an apartment and stuff like that. But we honestly don't know. You know, it, it's still too early. Even though he's about to be 14, it's still too early to see what right, – right. You know what exactly he can do, and we're gonna wait till high school. I think high school is gonna be the test to figure out you know how that you know, is. It's rough. what he wants to do, what he's good. Exactly. That's why we're saying, depending on how he goes in high school, is when we'll have a good idea. You know, not what some specialist is saying or what they think. You know, we're with him all the time. We know how he is, so we'll be able to know exactly, you know, what what he can and cannot do. Right. Um, have you seen him? And you know, I'm sure there's been little things, but. Have you seen him being treated differently by certain people? No, really. honestly, the, the schools, one thing I can say is the schools that he's been going to, you know, he was in Austin Meehan right now. Before that, he was in Robert Pollock, and everybody knew him. He's just the most friendliest kid. He says good morning. He says hi. He's very polite. Cool. Um, You know, and he just, everybody loves him. It's crazy because every time we go for, like, an awards assembly, when they call his name, like everybody goes crazy, and I'm like, oh my god, this like, and everybody knows him. And I'll be asking the teachers, like, does everybody really know me? He's like, your son is probably the most polite person kid we've ever had here. <laughs> he says please, he says thank you, he says excuse me, he says hi to everybody. You know, no matter who it is, no matter how young they are, how old they are, he's he treats everybody the same, and everybody treats him the same, like he's a regular kid. You know, right. has he said to you like what he wants to be when he grows up? He has a bunch of different things. Like right now, he's into YouTube. Like he he's he got a little YouTube video where he shows all his cars that he gets. He does little short, little short, I guess, videos of you know like them role playing and stuff like uh-huh. that. And <laughs> at one point, he wanted to do like um, Disney Pixar animations. Okay. You know, he wanted to do that for a while because he's big into you know cars and a bunch of Di- like we got a Disney Plus and he's he goes crazy. Oh yeah, there you and go. The Mandalorian, he watches all the Marvel movies. He's a Marvel fanatic. Like, <laughs> fanatic. Yeah. There you go. Um, does he suffer from anything else? Because I know they say people in autism also suffer from things like asthma and just certain other little conditions. He actually does have asthma. He does have asthma. He has OCD. He has anxiety. You know, all that basically intertwines with it. Um, ADD, ADHD. You know, all that stuff kind of intertwines with autism. You know, whenever you get a kid that has autism, it usually comes with a lot of that stuff. Right. You know, and um, the doctor's just like, we just got to, you know, you just got to go with it. You just got to get used to it. And then when he was younger, we had him on, like, uh, different medicines, but we didn't like the way it put him. You know, a lot of it, it, it like, his energy's so high. He's always yeah, so I remember happy. That. We would put him on the medicines. Uh-huh. Yeah, and when we would put him on the medicines before that, it was like, you can always see, like, he's just, like, he's not the same. I was like, you know, let him be energetic. Let him be what he got to be. Forget all these medicines, and let's just... Let him be a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want to give him all the give him this medicine that just brings his morale down, makes him not want to do nothing. That's not that's not a good way. Yeah. You know. So my wife was like, "Listen, we're gonna cut this off. We're not gonna do no medicine. 
he's going to be fine. We just got to work with him. And one thing I'm going to say is my wife is, she's amazing. Like, you know, even though I work a lot, she does so much, especially with the kids and with him. When he was young, she was the one going to the appointments. She was the one helping him out at the house. She was talking to all the doctors, all the specialists. You know, whenever I had a chance to go, I would definitely go. But she did, you know, a big majority of the work. The same thing with the with my the little one now. Like, he knows all his ABCs. He counts up to, like, 100. He knows his colors. He knows his shapes. He's starting to read smaller words. My wife is just amazing when it comes to all that stuff, man. Right, because you see those women that like will try to take a guy for a divorce, and they'll they'll use the you know I took care of the kids, I did this. In reality, they didn't do that much. But with Carmen, you know, she actually puts in the yeah, work. Yeah, she's yeah, she does a lot, man. That's one thing I can say is I'm fucking blessed for her to be the kid's mom, and you know she 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 does amazing. She's been doing amazing since the first one, since my daughter, and then. You know, with, with with my oldest son and you know him going through everything, and she's just she's the rock, dude. <laughs> she really is. The need can't do it alone. Yeah, man. Uh, exactly. So, how is his communication like progress? Because I remember when I first met him, he was he was he could talk. He just was loud, but in general, he was just super playful and just wanted to show you everything. And um, but like, how how is his like speech progress from when you first heard? It's perfect. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's perfect. Like I said, when he was young, he couldn't really speak as much. Like, you know, hey, he was one word, you know, hungry or food or, you know, something. It was always one, two words. And now he talks. Like, how we're talking right now, he can have a full-blown conversation with you like it's nothing. Right. Wow. Yeah, so it definitely progressed major. It progressed major. You might have answered this, but, like, does he what – are, what are, like, his triggers? Um, let's see. His triggers are a lot. Like, he's very, I want to say, like, if we say we're going to do something at a specific time, it's got to be there. You know what I'm saying? If I say, listen, you know, tomorrow we're going to go to Target. We're going to go buy you something. If I come home and we don't go, it bothers me. You know, he he has tantrum every once in a while. Like, if his little brother goes in the room and messes his cards up the way he had it, That'll trigger him a little bit. You know, he'll get a little a uh, little bit aggravated with stuff like that. He doesn't have too many triggers, but he 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 mopes around, you know, whenever he doesn't get his way. He definitely mopes around. Right, so he's very specific about what he likes. And same with the, same with the food yes. and his toys and all that. Exactly, exactly. Do you guys, do you, uh, did you guys claim disability for him? Yes, he actually does get SSI. You know, he gets uh, the medical and whole situation. He gets all that good That's stuff. Good. Uh, you know, is and at that, it was like, we didn't even have to fill out for it. Once he got diagnosed and they see how it went, he actually was just like, here, here's the number. Call, fill this out, and boom, that was it. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it's usually, some, some disabilities is much easier to get. Sometimes you got to fight. It's, it's all about losing yes. is what you got to worry about. Um, Exactly, exactly. So what Ham is like, since he has autism, that's something that doesn't really like just go away. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's something that he's going to live with and we're going to live with pretty much for the rest of our lives. And it's just like, you know, it is what right. it is. Just make sure when if he does start working, you better watch out because you could lose it. Um, oh, absolutely. But, and he, the thing is, he wants to work. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Even around the house. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, even, even around the house. He likes to ask my wife, like, yo, can I do something? See, you know, he's trying to get a couple extra bucks so he can order something, but you know, <laughs> you always try. He got he got that hustle with him. That's what I like. He got the hustle. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, especially like with his YouTube and stuff. That's one thing he's like, 
he uploads every two days or so. You know, he got a good group of, of guys that they all do it on YouTube and you know, they compliment each other and stuff like that. So he's really into that right now. Do any of them have any kind of conditions? Or is he just the only one? I'm not too sure to be honest with you. I know a couple of them sound like it, but I'm not quick to judge anybody whether they do or they don't, but it kind of sounds like a couple of them do. But, you know, like I said, they, they treat him like he's a regular kid. They go back and forth complimenting on their videos and stuff like that. And, you know, so it's pretty good. So we don't mind it. Not, uh, autism is not hereditary, right? It's not in the family. It's one of those things you either have it or you don't. I actually found out that someone on my father's side, I think, had it. And it's like, it can be, but it can be. But for some reason nowadays, it's a lot more common. It's like one in... 68 kids now can get autism and it's more boys than girls. Okay, yeah. And then it's it's like if if you do have one kid with autism, it's a good possibility you can have another one, you know. So it's always like uh if you do get one with autism, there's a possibility another one could come out with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I told you like Natalie has one as well. Um so it's in the family. Uh, um yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know somebody, like I said, I think somebody on my father's side had it also, and that's from what I hear, and, you know, so I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Well, I appreciate it. So is there, like, you know, in general, this is pretty much all I needed from you. Um, is there anything else you want to say about anything, but especially about your son? Um, ah, Just that, you know, a lot of people get, when they hear that someone has autism, they want to feel bad, and they want to, oh, my God, you know, are you all right? It's like, yeah, like it's, it's not nothing somebody should be down on. You know, it should be like any obstacle in life. You know, something comes up, you deal with it, you do what you got to do and keep moving straight. You know? Well, and I think, I mean, I've said it about even just my eye condition. Some people really do equate my shit with mentally retardation. And it's like, which is beyond ridiculous. They do the same thing right. with autism, 100%. They do that with autism also. Yeah, and it's like you, you don't even give them a fair shot. You're just like, okay, you know, why don't you just go do this because this is the only thing you'd be good to do. And it's like, no, like, if you just give them a chance and figure it out. But Exactly. I said, look how it happened when we first met. We were what? Second or third grade, like maybe? That. Yeah, we were young. <laughs> I think it was. It was very, very young. And it's like, you know, it was... What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I don't look exactly. It is what it is. Like that's why we said I've never treated anybody who had any type of disability, any type of way. That a regular person just like you is just they have something and that's it. Yeah, and in some ways, and I'm not even saying it's because of me. In general, like I've met so many people with other conditions, and a lot of times people make it define them, but in reality, it it just makes them different. Which is there's nothing wrong with different and. People exactly. like we need more different in the world, right. you know? and actually, those people actually they have to fight harder, they try harder, like their lives are more difficult, but they still come out on the other side and they have a different mindset. Whereas a lot of people just stay doing the same thing, and it's like, oh, and they just sit from a certain point exactly. of view and they just point fingers and say, This is what you can and can't do. And it's like, Yeah, but you're coming from the perspective of someone, well, you know, who has the brain capacity or has the sight or has the hearing, has whatever, and you're making the rules for the people who have those problems, but you exactly. don't know what it's like to beat them. Exactly. That's why I always said it. You can't tell somebody what they can and cannot do just because you can or cannot do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, that makes no sense to me at all. Like, you know, look at us when we used to play PlayStation and 64 back in the day, you know, we used to go back and forth with it. And I'm not sitting there. I didn't sit there and say, Oh, you're doing this because you're closer. I'm doing it because I'm far. Yeah, we'd bicker, but you know what I'm stupid. saying? It, yeah. 
It's stupid. Exactly. It was stupid shit. It had nothing to do with, you know, me being able to see better than you or me being better than you. It was just this and that. You know, it's like you said, it was bickering bullshit. It wasn't nothing that was like, you know, ridiculous. Right. But people nowadays, they see somebody or something with a condition and they just, they're quick to jump to a conclusion that they can or cannot do something. It's like, you can't say that. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know the way things are going. So just back off. Right. Well, I'm sure you've, I mean, you learned that before that, but I mean, you, I'm sure you've learned that a lot more now having him because, you know, he, he will test, you know, he's basically your test in life. And if you can pass that and, yeah. I, you know, again, like you said, for, you know, I'm not a religious person, but for all the things that you have said about people with disabilities of, you know, you never judge them, whatever. Well, I was like, well, okay, well, we're going to put one in a good family who, you know, would actually be loved and treated right. Cause there's so many people with his same condition that don't get that same love and uh, attention. And, you know, God knows what ends up happening to him. Cause there's so many sad stories. Exactly. So, yeah, and my wife said that too. She said that before she was like, you know, I'm not a big religious person either. She was like, God knows where to put certain kids at, you know, especially like she, he sent my son to us cause we can handle right. it. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not going to, just give up and send them somewhere and be like, God oh, is what it is. You know, that happens a lot when people find out that their kids have a disability and they give them up to agencies. And like you said, God knows what happens to them after that. Yeah. You know? well, how are you uh, just quickly, like in the beginning, were you like super stressed out about like all that, like when you really came to terms with it, like were you stressed out about what all the work you have to put in? Yeah. It, it wasn't even about the work. It was more like, man, I hope he get. you know, I was kind of, I was kind of like, you know, I hope he, has a good life. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to be, the, like you said, the kid that everybody's trying to treat different because he is different or, you know, it was more like me trying to be a perspective of how he would take things as he gets older. But then once I came to grips with everything, it was like, there's nothing I can do about it. Just treat him and show him the right way and then, you know, he'll take it from right. there. Yeah. Well, like I said, but unless you don't have anything to say, I'm good. Um, I appreciate it. You know, I love you. I appreciate you doing it. Um, Oh, absolutely, man. I love you, too. Anytime you want me on, just let me know, man. I want to talk about whatever. Yeah, we can do something. We just shoot the well, show. The podcast is great, Appreciate man. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Because uh, since you sent me the first episode, I always try to do it while I'm working because I drive a lot. And I live, I think like the fifth or sixth episode, I didn't catch it for like a week later. And I'm like, damn, I need to catch <laughs> up. The last one was great, though. The last one was amazing. I mean, well, while you're on it, do <laughs> you, you have anything to say about what I said? Because, you know, again, we I brought you up in the you know, obviously, you're on part of my Puerto Rican side of my family. Um, yeah, like, it was just, it was great, you know. And a lot of people nowadays, it's all about one perception. Right. You know, me being a, a Puerto Rican guy from Philly, I'm supposed to go one way and not go the other way. And it's like, people really need to do research. That's one thing I could definitely say is people really need to do research on their own and figure things out. Because, you know, maybe going that one way every single time isn't working out. Right, right. Well, but people took, yeah, you know, because people on. kind of mistook what I was trying to mistake what I was saying, even with the Breonna Taylor. And most people took it well. I mean, everybody did, really. But I, I wasn't saying that she deserved to die. It was just, you know. Listen, I talk, of, I talk about that all the time with coworkers, and I was on the same mindset as you. Like, everybody's putting it a certain way. But like I said, if they really did the research, they will know what it really is. In the co- you know, and I tell people that all the yeah, time. And the cop who who shot sporadically through the building, he should go to jail. Like, he really was that. He oh, was absolutely. crazy. Like, the guy who got shot in the leg, no. And the other guy, no. But the one who just shot through the house and could have killed anybody, yeah, he's an asshole. And he's a terrible cop. But as far as, like, 
My point wasn't even just to make the cop racist. It's just simply like, stop just looking at something just because they look like you. Because in reality, she sold, she did sell drugs and she could have killed other, I'm sure she affected a lot of other households. And it has nothing to do with her being black. It has nothing to do with the cop being white. It's just, there's so many more issues. There's so many layers to everything. And, um, yeah, people, people, people react off of the first thing that the media puts out. And, you know, like I said, at one point, dude, I was big time pro Democrat the whole way. Like I'm talking about hardcore. I was a huge Obama fan. Yeah, and too. And then when Trump did, yeah. And then when Trump got in office, I'm like, man, this guy, he's a racist piece of shit. But then when I actually did my, my research, it's like, if people really did the research, they would see what it is, you know, and he's not really a bad dude. And people hate to hear me talk about that, but he's, he's not really, really a bad, bad dude. He has his moments, but yeah, yeah. I just urge people to really, oh, he's right, an asshole. Yeah. That's one thing I can tell you straight up. He's right. an asshole. But when it comes to like, for the people, he really is for America and people don't see that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people really don't but see I that. I think a lot of people like, again, I think he, he does choose very poor choice of words. Like, you can't you can't be yes. for America and then say like Baltimore is a shithole, even if it kinda is. He even said Philly. Yeah, was. and even though it kinda <laughs> is. <laughs> but certain parts of Philly are shitholes. It's not it's he's not wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, he's not wrong, but he shouldn't be saying it out there like that, which is true. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I can say. Somebody needs to take his Twitter handle off of him and just chill out for a little bit. Right. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, you know. The Trump shit, whatever, but the, the racial shit, it's just, it's amazing like, how many people get involved in this shit. And it's like no one really looks at anything uh, based on just the, do they just see faces and they just put it on a poster and go, this is what yeah. it is. And it's like, no, man, like, like, like I said, you, like when I said on the podcast, like you and I were really close and the whole family. And it's like, that's not going to go on some, we didn't see, yeah, but no, no one's going to talk yeah, about that it's shit. It's not going to, not, not that we exactly, want to. Exactly, dude. And we look. Yeah, you were white. I was Puerto Rican. I went to the first time I ever been out of Philadelphia was with you and when we went to Lancaster. Right. We went to Lancaster and then we went to Williamsport to your grandmother's house. You know what I'm saying? And I was looking around like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't about, and pe- people don't understand that. Like, that was the first time I ever rode a four wheeler out there. You right. know what I'm Country saying? Life. It was like, I shot my first gun out there with your uncle. Remember? <laughs> he let me shoot the pistol. And it was just like, this is amazing. Like, I don't get why people talk about people who live like in the in the woods and shit like that. Like, that was amazing. The bonfires yeah. and stuff, man. That was awesome. That's what I'm like. People that they they jumped into conclusions too. Quick. And a lot of people are stuck in like, like I said, my grandma has her things, and some older black people have their things and whatever. Like, but that's just a generational thing. They're stuck in their ways, and it's like you can't even argue with them because it is what it is. And it's like, all right, you were grew, you grew up in that time, so I get it why you hate certain people. Even exactly. Though, you, even exactly. my grandma's pretty open-minded, but it's like, you know, and again, like she, she always, she still asks about you. Um, and yeah, your grandma's yeah, and it's just man. like it's just one of those things. It's like it, it feels like unless you advertise it and do the typical like, hey, here's my Puerto Rican cousin, here's my black friends, here's all, and it's like it looks stupid, it looks corny as shit, yeah. and the reality of it is like you don't have to right, do everybody. That. Like there's a lot of people that really do get along, really do it. It's not fucking rush hour two where it's a black guy and a Chinese guy just fighting crime. It like people really do hang out. Um all the time. It's just they're not gonna put that forefront because that's not the agenda that they're trying right. to push. I mean yeah I remember you when know? you guys came you and Lolly and uh was that Boopy came over to my house and he was wasn't he black or was he something else? Yeah. Who Boopy? 
Oh, you yeah, talking about Byron? Byron yeah. Right. Byron yeah, black, yeah. I remember you three came. I I wasn't. I knew he was. I figured he was black, but sometimes you know Dominicans can be really dark. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how my my, my whole brother, his uncle's very right, right. Yeah, but yeah, but I remember you guys all came on my house, and the fucking four of us just stayed up all night playing. And it's like this isn't some fucking ad for anything. It's just we're just hanging out, bullshitting. The four of us yelling and nonsense. That's what it is, man. I, listen, I, I go off of the, like you said, I go off of the content of the way people are. If you're a dick and you're an asshole, I'm not going to mess around with you and keep it moving. If you're a good person, I don't care what you are. You could be gay, lesbian, black, white, Chinese. It doesn't matter. As long as you're a good person, you cool, you can hang out with me. If not, you well, should. Is like, you, like, especially someone like you, like you already have your family structure intact, and it's like, you see, like, whatever, a Puerto Rican girl dating a black guy. It's like, why do you care? Like, you're not going to date her anyway. Like, even if she wanted to, it's like, you're happy. You're married. You got your kids. You got too much shit going on. Like, why do you care about who's doing what or who's exactly. hanging out with who? And um, this person likes guys and this person likes – it's like, good fuck. Like, let them do what they want. Yeah, exactly. That's just people who's bored and they don't got nothing else to do but judge everybody's likes and not look at their own, man. It's, it's, it's pitiful. Really right, buddy. Like I said, I'm. You know, but we'll uh, we'll definitely do this again. Uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Let me know when you're ready. Absolutely, bro. Whenever you need something, you know, I'm always. I got you. I guess I'm, I'm gonna, if, if all this Corona shit comes down, I'm gonna try to make it to Philly next year, and we'll we'll do something. Um, absolutely, yeah, uh, man. Keep an eye on my mom because she keeps getting sick down there. So, um, she's. Is she down here? I thought she was like in South uh, no, Carolina. She, no, she has a shore home in Virginia. Your mom went down there. Virginia. That's right. My mom was yeah, there. And, uh, no, she still lives in Philly. She doesn't even live that far from where we used to live. But now she's still in Philly. She's just now she's getting dizzy spells and all kind of shit. So I gotta try to keep an eye on her. Oh, and she's a nurse. She's a nurse. So yeah, if anything, man. Yeah, exactly. So she's in the front. Yeah, line I ain't giving her shit. So um nah, hang out with your family. Well, yeah, man. Anything, like I said, just give me a call, man. Let me know how everything goes. And whenever you want me on again, yeah, I'll put the episode man. out on Wednesday. All right, cool. Thanks. Love you, man. All right, later.